Morning, everybody. Nice to have you company. Welcome to Monday. I know you don't want it to be, but it is, whether you like it or not. We're just chatting to Anthony. I said, you know, it'd be so funny. They always go, OK, coming back to you in the studio, and they just sort of do a count of three, two, one, and then sort of the jingle play. And I go, we're not coming back already, are we? So I said, yes. I said, oh, well, 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 perhaps Anthony should just sit down and we'll carry on the conversation we were having. You'd find that most entertaining, I promise you. No idea what we're talking about, makeup hints and everything we've just been talking about. Because this week, we've got the official LBC photos being done. And so I'm being done at 8.30 in the morning which is no hardship as far as I'm concerned, and uh, Anthony's being done at 11 in the morning, and they've said that there's going to be a stylist there. Neither of us have got any hair. What the hell are they going to style? What are they going to say? He wears glasses. I wear glasses for reading. Are they just going to give us some makeup, make us look younger? In which case, it's a load of old rubbish, isn't it? You know, because we aren't... Yeah, well, I mean, I, he, he's younger than I am. But anyway, so what are they going to do? Are they going to go, listen, your clothes are rubbish. Uh, here are some better clothes. So they're going to put us in perhaps frilly shirts. We look like Liberace or something. Like, I don't know what we're going to look like. You look like you've been bar mitzvahed all over again. <laughs> I could just see it when they say we've got a stylist. And you go, well, what are they going to They're going to tell me my wardrobe is rubbish. I don't care. I don't care. I had a very, very nice weekend. Thank you, incidentally. And I must have... Now, this will make Anthony laugh. This will make Anthony laugh. I was, I was checking on the Twitter the other day on LBC. And there's me, Jenny Barnett and James Max. 713 people are following Steve Allen at the moment. 706 people are following Jenny Barnett. 68 are following James Max. I don't know why, because he appealed on his Twitter page. He said, listen, if you all tell somebody, I can double my figures. So that's nice, isn't it? But he, he wasn't doing anything exciting over the weekend. Whereas Jenny Barnett was, was, was twittering at some godforsaken hour in the morning. She'd just eaten a russet apple and was going for a walk over Primrose Hill. What part-time job has this woman got? What's going on there? 3.45 in the morning. And she's going for a walk over Primrose. I'll have a word with her later. It's not normal, is it? Anyway, anyway. Uh, over the weekend, very nice indeed. Thank you, incidentally. Oh, you know by now, do you not, that we have another video up on YouTube. Uh, this time it's London Zoo. Uh, I went there on... When did I go there? Saturday. I've had such a weekend, such a weekend. Yesterday I went shopping with Dale for what seemed like hours. And he discovered a clothes shop in Covent Garden. I'm not going to tell you where it is. But he saw these shirts, and I have to be honest with you, they're really nice. And the one colour he does not wear, you look at all the pictures of him when you see him out or on the table, he won't wear white. Never wears white. Hasn't got a white shirt in existence. They just don't happen in his wardrobe. Blues, pale blues, dark blues, all the dark colours, certainly not white. He tries on a white shirt in this shop, looks fantastic. So he's now bought a load of white shirts, so he's going to start wearing them. So that's good news. So that, that was nice, and he bought me a very nice birthday present. Not my birthday just yet, but it's kind of, it's an early birthday present, which is fantastic. I'm all of a sudden a hip dude, because I've got, you've heard of Puff Daddy? OK, well, Sean, uh, who is the real name Puff Daddy, Sean, Sean Coombs, isn't it? Has his own clothing range, and I've got the leather jacket from it. So it's pretty cool, and it's got a hood on it as well. I'm a hoodie at my age. It's fantastic. I'm going to go out and start being down with the kids and talk wicked like that. But uh, I quite like it, actually. It's lovely and warm. It really is quite nice. Anyway, sorry? I've got it with me, yeah. Yeah, it's there. Yeah, it's really nice. You'll like it. It's, it's very nice indeed, actually. I wouldn't like to... Well, I, I know exactly how much it cost. It cost an arm and a leg. But that's that's neither here nor there, is it, really? Uh, 84850, steve at So let's hear about your weekend and everything else. Front page of the paper. You know already because Anthony's told you. And I've now got to the stage where I think it's a terrible intrusion. I really do. I think it's so sad to see Jade Goody on the front page of The Sun this morning clutching a, an oxygen mask to her face. 
I mean, it's, 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 we might as well just print a picture of her on a deathbed, mightn't we? Because it's almost getting to that intrusive stage where these are pictures we shouldn't be looking at. This is, this is somebody in the last... Th- I know we've seen it as documentaries on the television and stuff like that, but quite clearly, it's so bad now, we don't have painkillers that can sort out her pain. We don't have... Pa- Isn't that amazing? In this day and age, we can send somebody, you know, up to the moon, we can, you know, build rockets, we can build atom bombs, and yet we can't find a painkiller strong enough to take away the pain. So she's back into the Royal Marsden, and uh, she's going in there to have an operation to obviously remove what it is. I, th- I think, between you and me, and you probably think exactly the same, I mean, this is getting so bad, what can they do? I mean, this thing is spreading like, like wildfire. It's almost becomes, becomes like something you can't deal with. But she was in a lot of pain yesterday. We know that she was moved to the hospice, and so that makes the front of every paper, the Sun, the Mirror, the Express, the Mail, uh, the Daily Star... Actually, I've lost, my, oh no, I've, did, I've lost my copy of the Daily Star, strangely enough, which I did have earlier on, because she said in the Daily Star, it's my last week. Now, I have to be honest with you, I've got no idea, you've got no idea, nobody's got any idea. Even the doctors won't have any idea. Until they see her, they will have no idea of, of how advanced the cancer is. Because bearing in mind, they've not seen her for a little while. All they can do is ease the pain with, with painkillers. You can't do anything else about it. Until they actually have a look, probably on an x-ray, they won't know if it's spread that badly. But if she's in that much pain, it must be spreading pretty fast. And that's when they know, and they can work it out and say, look, you know, it'll be two weeks or three weeks or whatever it happens to be. But she's in a lot of uh, pain at the moment, so hopefully the operation will relieve that. Other stories in the papers today. Uh, and, oh yes, but before I forget, actually, if you go to YouTube, you can have a look at me at London Zoo. It's, it's a nice little encapsulated four-minute programme, and already a few hundred of you have uh, had a look. I've noticed, actually, on one of ours... We've had, I think, more than 21,000 people have had a look at Steve Allen in the LBC studio. So we're going to have to do another one in the LBC studio and do the tour of the building. But we thought, uh, with the help of some of our boys in the podcasting department, we're going to do it professionally. So we'll have a film crew in and we'll, we'll do it. And we'll take you around the building and show you everything. Because I, I promise you, it's worth seeing. You know, just, just for anorak value, it's worth seeing. Uh, so if you want to see the London Zoo one, you just and I know a lot of you are following it anyway, you go to YouTube... Uh, or failing that one, as soon as you get to YouTube, just type in Steve Allen, LBC London Zoo, and it will take it straight there. I think there's about uh, 2,500, 300 people have had a look at it already, which is good news. Uh, Amy Winehouse, according to the papers today, returned to Britain after relaxing uh, on her holiday for 71 days. In other words, you've been a completely useless plank. Uh, she got into a fight on the plane because apparently she lashed out at a man she thought was giving her the eye. A look at the jacket. OK. So th- this man was giving her the eye. So look, it's got a... It's gorgeous. Stab, isn't it? It's nice. Oh, it's lovely. A bit big for you, admittedly. Yes, it would Just be a fraction. That's absolutely lovely. Nice, isn't it? It feels gorgeous. Yeah. And also, look at, look at the sleeve. Now, normally at the sleeves, at the end, that would be material, wouldn't it? It's leather. It's leather. It's, leather. it's uh, ruched oh. leather. I've never seen that before. Really nice. And it's got his name stamped all over it somewhere. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm bound to be mugged on the way home today. I can just tell. So give us your jacket. <laughs> it's nice, isn't it? It's gorgeous. I like Very it. Nice. Very smart. Came from America. That's leather. You like? Yes, very You're thinking nice. for the boyfriend, aren't you? Yes. Christmas <laughs> present. There you go. Get them online. <laughs> Cost an arm and a leg. Thank goodness. She approves. That's all right. Uh, 84850. Steve at lbc.co.uk. What is the odd artwork on the Google main page? 
uh, says Jeff. I don't know, it appeared on my one a short while ago. I don't know what it is either. I just, I just assumed it was just a silly piece of artwork. Didn't actually make any difference to me at all. Uh, morning, Steve. Bright and early, says Angela. Is that you or me? Probably both of us, I should imagine. Probably both of us. Uh, and here she is, Kelly Brooke, showing her bottom. Uh, luckily, there happened to be a photographer there. Oh, that was lucky, wasn't it? Kelly Brooke walks out of the house. The one thing you'll notice from this picture, and all the girls will notice, is what terrible state her hair is in. I don't want to be rude about this, but she's got the... I mean, I'm looking at it here. It's dry, lifeless. Great when you go into a studio and they put conditioners on it, and so it photographs and makes it look all shiny. Her hair, I'm looking here, rat's tails and very, very dry and very highly coloured. Now, as anybody will tell you, if you colour your hair, it dries it out completely. You've only got to look at certain people over the years who've bleached their hair and it just takes all the natural moisturiser out. I'm talking like I'm an expert on hair colouring or something like that. But we did do a hair programme for a few years and I'll be seeing. I'm looking at a hair thinking, that is dried and tight. It's like Melinda Messenger's hair tired and dried out, and it just be- it becomes like straw. It becomes brittle, so what they have to do... I remember, was it Joan Crawford, or somebody like that, used to say that every morning they used to have to get up at the crack of dawn to go to the studio, and to make their hair shine under the lights, they would coat it with, like, glitter. There would be this sheen that they would push through it, so when it was all combed through, their hair shone from every angle, because they were filming in black and white, so it didn't look like glitter. It just looked as though their hair really shone. And she said, the worst thing was, your hair never moved all day. It was rock hard. They didn't have enough time to start faffing around doing your hair. So they did it at five o'clock in the morning. So you sat there, then they did your makeup. She said, then you went to make the film, and you weren't allowed to lie down in case you crushed your hair. So they had special boards, and you could lean up against a board to protect your hair. Seems a bit daft and draconian, but that's exactly what they did. Uh, Steve says, have you reported the smoking cabbie yet? This was the cab driver, because they've obviously changed the law. And I saw a cab driver the other day, and I I took a picture of him as well, because I was so impressed, thinking, I wish somebody would tell me when they changed the blooming... Nobody tells me about these things. And, um... and Oh, I've lost my thing now. But anyway, so he'd, um... I was driving through Knightsbridge on Sunday morning... And this black cab was, was in front of me. And the f- funny thing was, I, I normally don't take any notice of black cabs. I see them there all the time. But this one I noticed because I kept seeing this little glow of a cigarette. So I pulled alongside and he's going... <sighs> and I thought, oh, perhaps they've obviously relaxed the law now. Perhaps black cab drivers are allowed to smoke. And yet, oddly enough, in the back of the cab, there were all these no-smoking signs. And I thought, I didn't think you were allowed to smoke anyway. But, I mean, perhaps they, they've changed the law. So I thought... Perhaps he's allowed to smoke. Anyway, so I pulled a little bit further. Anyway, he's still puffing away at this cigarette. Totally oblivious. So I thought, well, I'll take a picture. So I took a picture of him smoking and of his cab number. And, uh, you know, just in case anybody says, oh, you just made that story up. No, I always back everything up. I'm always very good at, at backing up and getting the evidence. I'm not one of these people who somebody say, oh, so-and-so's happened. And I go, oh, yeah, and take their word for it. I have to check it out myself. I'm a very good person. Like, it's like if somebody phones up and says, oh, by the way, you know, the Queen's just died. Yeah, right. You know, it has to be checked out. You never believe anything that people say first time round. You never do. You know, that, that would be just be shoddy journalism, wouldn't it? If somebody sort of phoned up and said, oh, Steve Allen did this sort of thing. You know, you would, you would automatically check it out, I think. Anyway, quarter past uh, five is the time. It is cold this morning. I promise you it's, it's cold. So if you're setting off for work very shortly, I think a vest would be uh, very much in order. It's LBC's early breakfast. It's Steve Allen until seven. <laughs> These are the headlines. A lack of preparation has been blamed for bringing London to a standstill during last month's heavy snow. Jade Goody's been admitted to hospital for an operation to relieve pain in her stomach. And police say their work to stop gun crime will get a boost when a new database is unveiled. Here he is, unveiled this morning for you with the travel. Hugh Broom. Thank you very much. Good morning. Uh, If you are heading on... Steve Allen.
Well, there you are. It's uh, 19... Did you not know that? Yes, absolutely. Uh, on um, Friday, th- Thursday night into Friday morning. Sorry, I'm just doing another conversation here. Just, just bear with me on this one at the moment. Oh, yes, I know that because I bumped into somebody who also was there and said they... And, and Well, I couldn't believe it myself. Uh, listen, uh, there's two stories of the paper today which are going to affect you. Firstly, if you've got under sixes, you are now being warned not to give over-the-counter cold remedies to them. Watchdogs have banned chemists from selling more than 60 brands over fears they could trigger harmful side effects. Now, there is a whole list. I, I do not propose to run through the whole list of things in the sun today, but these are the ones that should not be given to under-sixes, some of them. And they've got children's names on them. Benelin, children's night coughs. Benelin, children's dry cough. Uh, another one here. Uh... I think it's Galsa Junior, uh, Junior Meltus dry coughs. These are not to be given to the under sixes. And many of them have children's names on them. So they, they appear to be aimed very much at the younger market. Otravine, children's nasal drops, do not give to the under sixes. And so if you want to know, I mean, my advice is go and get it. It should be in most of the papers today. You can probably find it on Google as well. And cut this out and pin it on the cupboard so that you know the things that you're not supposed to give to the under-sixes, because I can just see all sorts of disasters. Of course, there'll be people who won't buy a paper or anything like that, and they'll happily buy them. They see the name children on there, and they assume that's for everybody from the ages of one upwards. Uh, there's also a cleaner at Broadmoor, who's been sacked, Broadmoor Hospital, uh, for annoying, wait for this, a psychopath knifeman. OK, there's a psychopath knifeman in there. His name is uh, Robert Buckland. Robert Buckland was locked up for attempted murder in 1998 after plunging a knife into a woman's skull. What does he not like? He doesn't like people whistling. So this cleaner, who was uh, outside of the room, he's been working there for, I think, something like seven years at Broadmoor, and he was whistling. <whistles> As you do when, you, you know, when, you, when you're cleaning. Anyway, he's been fired from his job. £24,000 a year has been fired because some psychopathic knife man doesn't like whistling. I'd have actually brought in a bloody whistling choir, ladies and gentlemen, stood outside the room. 24 hours a day, whistling. I'll show you what whistling is. Absolutely ridiculous. Angry Buckland, 29, who hates it, confronted Phil, who apologised. Why you'd have to apologise to a, you know, a man who's in Broadmoor? I've got no idea. Sorry, mate. Because <whistles> I'd be there. Are you listening now, Mr Buckland? <whistles> I'll be doing it as often as possible, matey. You know, as often as my lips will, will allow. A disciplinary hearing, a disciplinary hearing at the Berkshire Hospital uh, sacked him for gross misconduct. <whistles> if you're listening, Mr Buckland, this is for you. <whistles> for the whole programme, matey. For the whole bloody programme. It's just ridiculous, isn't it? Seven years a cleaner, he's whistling, and somebody goes, I don't like whistling. And so he gets fired. Just lewd it. What sort of system are we in at the moment? Drives me mad. Absolutely crackers, I'm afraid. Uh, a maths whiz has designed the first mirror to give a true reflection, not a reversed image. Now, this is absolute rubbish, this story in the, uh, in the sun today. Uh, they say this invention in America makes uh, text appear the right way around. This is an old invention. We did this. I did this 30 years ago. 30 years ago. The Japanese invented a mirror that showed you what you look like. Because when you look in a mirror, you're seeing a reverse image. And what this mirror did, and it, it's a combination of uh, curves in the surface, it shows you your true image. Because when you look in there, you're reversed. So what you in theory need to do is take a picture of you in the mirror, and then you can see what you look like if you turn it round. 
So most people are getting... And, uh, and they actually discovered in Japan, when they did this more than 30, 35 years ago, I think, they discovered that most people changed their wardrobe, changed their look, changed everything about themselves because they thought they were giving off the wrong image. And I thought that was quite interesting because we look in it. You know, most people, they go, oh, look at me here. I think I'm really good looking. Do you know, I take a terrible picture. And most of us complain, don't we? You go, and here are my pic. Oh, I take a terrible picture. Look at that. So-and-so takes a really good picture. I take a terrible picture. And people go, no, that's what you look like. You get, don't be so silly. I can't look like that. I, I really take a bad picture. And so you learn how to pose to get a good picture. People have learnt over the years. It's no good just catching somebody unawares because they go, oh. But if, if you pose for a picture, you, can, you actually learn which is your good side, which is your bad side. I spoke to an actress the other day. Was an actress? No, Robert Vaughan, the actor. And he'll only be photographed from the right-hand side because he looks completely different from the left-hand side. You look at Sharon Osbourne on Piers Morgan's programme. When they're doing face-on, she looks like Sharon Osbourne. When they do it from the side, she looks like that fat bird who married Ozzy all those years ago. She looks completely different. Also the same can be said for Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise looks completely different if you photograph him from the left-hand side. He's always photographed from the right. Right-hand side happens to work for him. In the same way that all the old Hollywood stars years ago had their own makeup people and they had their own lighting men because they were the ones who knew how to light them properly. That's why sometimes you look at people and you go, God, blimey, don't look at all attractive. They go, oh, didn't have the right makeup artist in today. Because makeup artists are worth their weight in gold. Uh, the Google characters are all from Dr. Seuss. Don't know what the connection is for today, though, says Tara. Uh, apparently, if you click your cursor on any character, it would lead you to a Dr. Seuss Google list. I don't know why. Perhaps is that sponsored or something like that? Could it be? Don't, do you know I know nothing about Dr. Seuss? Is that cat in the hat and that sort of stuff? I never liked that. I thought a bit balmy, I'm afraid. Um, are you going to do a YouTube video of you modelling your new jacket? Says Sean. He says, I was thinking you could do a full runway thing like a fashion show. <laughs> it's a thought, but at the moment you just get the London Zoo one, uh, which is on YouTube. And don't forget, you can Twitter us as well. I quite like the idea. Twittering. I like the idea that there's just as many people following Jenny Barnett as following me. So I, I like that as well. I think that's pretty good. Uh, a lot of people uh, coming up with a few ideas of who was giving Amy Winehouse the eye on the aeroplane. Isn't it funny that people... You know, the eye, what does that mean? I always say, my, my answer to anybody goes, you're looking at me. I always then go, because it's always a great answer, because it, it just confuses them. They always get, you know, you get somebody sitting there and they go, you're looking at me. And, you, and I always look around and go, um, are we being filmed? And they go, sorry? And you go, are we, is this on television? Because they've got no answer to it. It's like um, somebody says, uh, what are you looking at? And I always go, I've got no idea, but it's not attractive. Always works well. Fantastic. <laughs> just thought I'd do that, just in case anybody listening. Uh, Ray in Barkingside says, It's my birthday today, and I've now got no one left to buy me anything. He said, I'm groping for sympathy. Can you give my details to Dale after I got the jacket? <laughs> Many happy returns, Ray, of the day. I love that idea. I've now got no one left to buy me anything. I would think that was a plus point, to be honest with you. I think that's a plus point. I know people will say, but I, I think it's a double negative. I love the idea of sort of going home. You can do whatever you want at any time. If you want to go in and go, like you can do that when you get in home. If you want to go in there and walk around house, start naked, you can do that. If you want to open your front door to Jehovah's Witnesses and drop the towel, you can do it. You can do anything you like. You're not responsible to it. You can leave the bathroom door open when you're going to toilet. 
You don't need to worry about things like that. You know, if you're living in a house with your parents, you've got to sort of shut the bathroom door. And, you know, your mother says, well, always put plenty of paper down first. And you do, and then you start thinking, it's quite expensive, this paper stuff, you know. We're only recycling it, for God's sake. And then you get recycled paper, and I'm never keen on that idea. So I've started buying wet wipes, and I'm not that keen on wet wipes either. But then you think you, sh- you should go for it. There's a picture of a dog on the front of it, so I might as well go there. And, uh, and you've got all this stuff there. So if you live by yourself, I think it's great. You know, you can have, if you want to get up in the middle of the night and have a trifle, you can have a trifle in the middle of the night. If you live with somebody, you've got to, they, they, go, they go, where are you going? Where are you, go, where are you going? You go, nothing, nothing, just going to have a trifle. What? Just going to have a trifle. Oh, God, it's three in the morning. Is it? Do you want a trifle as well? No. And so if you're by yourself, you can do that. If you want to go and get drunk and fall off the settee or stay on the settee and go to sleep, you can do it. So I look on that as a bonus, Ray. So, and also it means if somebody says, uh, do you want to go out today? You can go, um... Give you a rain check on that. You know, and then if something better comes along, go with something better. And then, you know, if, 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 you, if, if you don't want to go out with somebody, don't go out with them. Uh, Steve, what's it got to do with you if a cabbie is smoking? He had nobody in smirk, wasn't hurting anyone. What he meant to do? Stop? Is this a cab driver writing or an illiterate child? It's a bit difficult to tell, isn't it? Every time he wants a smoke, you use a minicab. So what's your prob, your typical ex-smoker? Every time he wants a smoke, you use a minicab. I don't, I use a licensed cab. I use a licensed cab, I'm afraid. We don't use minicabs, we use a licensed cab. But uh, it's ill... I have to do this in their own speak now, because he's quite clearly about five. Uh, if you want a smoke, mate, Gov, then what you've got to do is get outside of your vehicle, because it's illegal to have a fag in the cab. Get my drift, mate. Pratt, honestly, you do get them, don't you? Uh, another one here. Oh, Katrina Mitchum is another one celebrating a birthday. What is it with birthday? Is everybody celebrating birthdays today? Many happy returns to everybody. Uh, we'll be meeting my hubby in Spain on Wednesday, but I shall be listening over there with a spy- skybox because I can't do without LBC. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Thousands upon thousands of people wake up at this time of the morning and go, have you heard what he's saying this morning? Have you heard what he's saying? He's so rude. That cab driver wrote in. Really an intelligent bloke, but he treated him like he was five. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Uh, last night, my daughter told she was making one of her fab veggie curries. Um, you see, the trouble is veg curry's got to go over mashed potato. You don't do them over rice. Rice is just naffo, naffo. You know, how many, I tell you, go into an Indian restaurant today, really annoy them, and go, listen, uh, I'll have the chicken tikka masala over mash, please. And see if they cope with it. They go, uh, it comes with rice. Go, I don't want rice, I want mashed potato. I want a special diet. If I have rice, it kills me. So they don't want to see you die at the table, so they'll, they'll make mashed potato. They won't make mashed potato. But I tell you what, it's even nicer over potato croquettes. Oh, we've got to take a break, haven't we? Good Lord, look at me chatting away here like a good one. And we've got loads more time on the programme. And uh, we take more of your texts and emails. Oh, there's another miracle worker. They now claim a boy of nine is being hailed as a messiah after doing a few miracles. It's a load of old rubbish, of course, but we'll expose that. Coming up very shortly. It's 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. And I tell you that because we love you. London's biggest conversation. I just feel like doing a tune this morning. Perhaps you can join with me. It's nice to have your company. Uh, Steve, an arm and a leg for a leather jacket. Cost the cow four legs, but you're worth it. I think this is probably about three cows on here, actually. It's very nice, though, indeed. Isn't it funny? People don't worry about leather jackets. I don't know why. Isn't that strange? People worry about eating meat, but they don't worry about leather jackets or leather shoes. I don't know why. 
Strange, that. Uh, I did not see Come Dine With Me last night. Oh, I'll tell you what, I, d- I did see one on Sunday, but I thought it was a repeat. It was with that uh, woman uh, who was very annoying, who sang, Wouldn't it be lovely? And then it turned out she, one of the people who was dining, was bought, her daughter was born in the house that they went to. And, it was very, and then they had the other woman on there who was the large, rather large, hefty hideaway girl, who used to be the pub landlord, who didn't like this other woman at all, and really... And she was just nasty. I, you know, strange enough, when I watched it first time, I thought the woman who sang was really annoying. You think, for God's sake, please don't sing. Please don't. Please don't sing. You're quite clearly barking mad. But then I kind of warmed to her when she was saying, I don't know what I've done to sort of upset her, like, because I'm just trying to be myself. And then she dug further hole for herself by being rude about her again. But then I thought I'd have been rude about her. Because the trouble is, they always throw all these people together, don't they? And the whole idea is, there's no point if you've just got people who sit there having dinner because it's boring. You know, what, what you've got to look to. And I was so delighted that one of the TV critics this week, could have been Ian Highland, could have been Kevin, I can't remember, was talking about Rafe Bejou on, uh, the, uh, on The Apprentice. And they actually pointed out that not only did he not come first, or second, or third, or fourth, or fifth, or sixth. No, Rafe Bejou quite clearly the most boring plank under the sun, came seventh, uh, and is now trying to forge out a career as, as turning up on a show. Now, either, when you go on The Apprentice, you're supposed to show entrepreneurial skills. Turning up as a complete prune on a cooking show twice, I'm afraid, just smacks of desperation. I think Richard and Judy also hired him to do something, and then suddenly realised the man's as stupid as anything. He's as dim as a cabbage. I'm afraid. I just thought it was absolutely a complete waste of space. But he was so stuck up his own rear end so firmly. He quite clearly believed that he was fantastic and you've been rafed. And I'm thinking, you're that little prig at school that people pushed into the water butt. Uh, Tony and Chertsey says, there are two million people in the world today who've got birthdays. Well, I'm not mentioning them, all right? I'm just not doing it. I've had enough. Goodness sake, we've got two as it, all, as it is, you know. Uh, you mentioned a website for restaurants. Yes, it's on my iPhone. Uh and I'll tell you what it is. It's an application from the Apple Store. It's called Urban Spoon. And what it is, you, you click onto Urban Spoon and it will then locate where you are. So I did it when I was sitting in Joe Allen, so it knew I was in Covent Garden. And you shake the phone and it becomes like a fruit machine and it puts up every single restaurant in Covent Garden. It tells you, you know, each time you, you shake it, it comes up with, you know, uh, Mexican or fate, whatever it happens to be, and it'll tell you where, where the restaurant is, the phone number, and the reviews of it that have been posted by other people. So it's a brilliant thing. Urban Spoon. I think it costs either 59 pence or something to download. Uh, so that's that one. Um, Steve says, Matt, I can only listen to you when I come into London at five. My radio cuts out at seven when driving back to Dover. Thank God. Is that what, thank God it cuts out when you're driving back to Dover, or thank you God you've got something decent to listen to? Matt's delivering bread. It's a long way to come from Dover, isn't it, to deliver bread? Yeah, we make it in London. I thought we had uh, bakers around here. Uh, Ray in Barkingside, who's celebrating his birthday today, says, I like to wander around the place naked, but wearing a nice leather jacket. Stop it now. Stop it now. Uh, Google artwork is happy birthday, Dr. Seuss, says Mary. Um... And another one here. Oh, it's the author of the Dr. Seuss books today, Steve, says Andy. Ha <laughs> ha. Fantastic. 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. We weave them all in. Every single text and every single email gets read on the programme. So I'm just going to quickly go back to my uh, emails. And this is one from... Uh, there we are. Everybody, everybody's telling me it's Dr. Seuss's birthday today. 
Thank you for that. It's an American thing, though, isn't it? Doesn't, uh, does it affect us? Does it affect us? I'm not sure. Uh, other stories in the papers. This is a boy of nine being hailed as a messiah after allegedly performing a miracle healing. Let me tell you, there's no such thing. OK, I might as well tell you that now. There's no point in bamboozling you or making you believe things. Years ago, people believed uh, in magicians. You know, somebody would show you tricks. Oh, that's unbelievable. Unbelievable. I can't believe how he did that. Heavens above, just produced a goldfish from nowhere. And look, it's vanished in his hands. Absolutely fantastic. Nowadays, uh, you have modern-day uh, people, people who walk on fire, which actually I'm led to believe you can actually do with a bit of training. Uh, I don't think it did Joan of Arc much good. But anyway, you can walk on fire and you get fakirs and they stick things through their tongues and you get snake charmers and you get all that kind of stuff. But I don't believe anybody who claims to perform miracles, I'm afraid. I just see it as uh, exploitation. But here's a nine-year-old. Uh, villagers here. Uh, this is in um, East Java, uh, say that he has cured raging fevers, debilitating illnesses, and even made a mute boy talk again. So now, because people in certain parts of the world have got very little to believe in, and they don't have television or good radio programmes like this, they end up with having to believe things, and they believe in this mumbo-jumbo. 5,000 people a day now flock to see this nine-year-old boy in the hope of getting a miracle cure, in the same way that people go to Lourdes, for a miracle cure, and yet nobody's been cured there for the last something like 500 years. It's not, it's not as much as that, but I mean, nobody's been cured there for ages and ages, but yet still the tourists go there because people hope beyond hope, so people get wheeled there in hospital beds, in wheelchairs. Nothing's ever happened. They haven't had a miracle cure for a long, long time, but I suppose people are desperate, but in East Java, they probably no, never even heard of Lourdes. So what they have to do when they get something like that is they actually have to, to go... And they have to sort of believe in it. So 5,000 people a day. 84850, uk. Uh, another one here, uh, which it's, this is supermarkets who are now complaining bitterly, complaining bitterly um, that they're losing. Guess how much a year? Now, I've often known that people thieve in supermarkets because I watch them doing it. They don't thieve intentionally. Well, they do, actually. What they do is they give it to their kids as they're going around. How many times have you seen a baby sitting in a in one of those wheelie things, uh, eating a packet of crisps that the mother has stolen from the shop. Or failing that, they, they pick up a load of grapes, they put them in the trolley, and as they're going around, they're eating them. And they give them to the kids. And it's actually thieving. It's absolutely thieving. The shameless shoppers hide the empty packaging and leave without paying. The credit crunch is blamed for tempting cash-strapped people to eat for free. Load of old rubbish, I'm afraid. They've been thieving for years. These people are professional thieves. And it's mainly mothers with children. So that's, you know, absolutely unbelievable. The security firm G4S says we find baskets littered with empty wrappers and half-eaten bunches of grapes. It's theft. It is. You see, I think they should have uh, more security people in shops. And if you see a mother, and I've seen it before, I've seen them opening packets of biscuits to give a child a biscuit. These are out-and-out thieves. They should be taken out and shot, I'm afraid. Absolutely taken out and shot. Or at least, at the very least, hanged, I'm afraid, by the side of the road as as a warning to other people. It's what used to happen a long time ago. You know, head on a spike, fairly popular. Saudi Arabia, you caught stealing, they chop your hands off. Over here we go, that's all right, love, you're a fat lardy, you take as much food as you want. Fantastic. No, I'm sorry. That's what puts up the prices. That's what puts up the prices in supermarkets. It's these thieving fat lardies. They go round and they steal fruit. But they don't steal, they, they won't sort of open up a packet of Brussels sprouts and start eating them. No, they nick the grapes. They don't eat an apple, they eat grapes. Because they think... That, oh, that's all right, grapes are OK, supermarkets make enough money, we, we can nick it. And so they do. 
Uh, and they do it with packets of crisps, or they give kids... And then they just leave the wrapper in the bottom. If I was working on a checkout till, I would make sure... Is, empty, is that yours, love, that empty wrapper? Uh, no. Well, we've got you on CCTV. You're a lying... We're going to take all, those, all that food away from you. Go and shop somewhere else. And we're going to put your photo up in the front of the shop that you're a thief. Simple as that. I'm sick to death of it. I mean, people thieve all over the place now. I remember when Marks and Spencer... You remember all that brouhaha? That when people uh, were charged for carrier bags in Marks and Spencers, the dim people out there... The dim people out there are actually sort of going out and they're going... So, so they go into all their shopping. They walk around for an hour. Then they get there and the girl on the till says, um, uh, right, uh, that's 5p for a carry bag. I'm not paying 5p for a carry bag. We well, see, I wouldn't bother arguing with it. I'd just take the basket away and go, next. I'll just get... You know, you've wasted an hour. Go away. Peasant. Don't waste time with people like that. Uh, Steve. Uh, now, when are you going... Uh, now, when are you going to the world on how to... When are you going to, obviously, tell the world how to throw the best dinner party? Uh, well, you see, uh, somebody suggested that we should do the LBC presenters' dinner party. We should do Come Dine With Me. You know, and I would actually get it catered by Joe Allens or the Ivy. There'd be no two ways about it. Why waste your time standing in a kitchen? Only idiots stand in kitchens and do things like that. No, the rest of us actually get people to cater. And that, and that would be brilliant. Uh, Gary says, have you tried the pen out yet? I saw it in Maplin's. It did look rather good. Do you remember the Maplin story the other week? Well, I went back in there. I did repeat it over the weekend. I went in on Saturday and, and I said to the girl, I said, I bought this the other day. I've got my receipt because I was armed with receipts. And I said, it's really nice. She went, oh, good. I said, but it's not in the box. <laughs> so we opened the box. And so anyway, she said, oh, go and have a word with the bloke at the back. So I go to the bloke at the back and uh, I said, I bought this the other day. He went, yeah. I said, it's lovely. I said, if only I could find it in the box. I said, I'm assuming it's such a secret camera that it's hidden itself. So we opened the box and I looked underneath it and we did the usual gags. And, uh, and he said, I'm so sorry about that. And they gave me a new one. And I should have realised the new ones come sealed in plastic. Only buy something that's sealed, unless you go to a market. In which case, what they do is they have a sealing machine, um, which makes it sound like something upstairs, but it's not. It's, it's a machine. So if, if you buy hoovers and vacuum cleaners in the market, they'll be covered in plastic cling film. All they've done is done that themselves to make you think it's brand new. Anything brand new in the Hoover department comes in a box, OK? That's how they sell them. So in markets, they, they tend to just wrap them up and you go, oh, that's nice, I'll buy that. Very odd. Uh, are we going to see an example of how good it is on Twitter? Well, strange enough, Gary, I gave the pen away. I gave the pen to, to Darren. I said, listen, have, have a play with it and see what you get out of it. He says, I've had a rather nice weekend. I think I should have bought a spare ticket. Oh, really? That's a good idea. If you go to steveallenshow.com, details on there of an event on the bank holiday Monday, which might or might not appeal to you. OK, some more of your texts and emails. Read them all out on the programme. Other, oh, I've lost it again. Uh, other people don't. We get through as many as possible. Uh, another one here, it says, uh, with regard to Jade Goody, do we know for sure she isn't donating any money to a cancer charity? I have no idea. I don't think we'd have any idea of that at all. Uh, I, I really wouldn't have the faintest idea. I'm assuming that she'll be making a will if, I mean, she must have made the will already, I would think. Uh, but as Jane Moore said the other day, she hopes that none of the money goes to Jack Tweed, who incidentally is back in court again today, this time on an assault charge of a cab driver in Epping outside a nightclub. Now, I know Epping very well, and I have actually been out to a place where Jade Goody was eating a while ago, but not when she was with Jack Tweed, who's a rather nasty piece of work, and possibly, possibly can go back to prison for another six months. Possibly. So there you go. Two assault charge, only six months. I mean, do you know, it seems to me nowadays you can whack a 15-year-old boy, a little boy, around the head with a golf club, and you get let out on a licence, provided you're tagged. 
and uh, and you can well just wait and see what happens with the other court case. But I mean, two cases in a short space of time doesn't bode well. Uh, would you class taking an out of date tax disc from a scrap car as theft? Uh, if you bought the scrap car, yes. Most people who own the scrap yards would take the uh, tax disc out straight away because you get money back on it. If it's an unexpired tax disc, you get money. So I think somebody would have to be a complete idiot to scrap a car and leave a tax disc in it because whoever owns the scrap yards would take the tax disc out and claim the money back. So I don't see they'd let people go around a scrap yard and take it out. 84850-stevenlbc.co.uk News headlines, quarter to six. HSBC is expected to ask its shareholders for more money today. Analysts think it'll try to raise £12 billion through a rights issue. Jade Goody's been admitted to hospital for an operation to relieve pain in her stomach. The 27-year-old reality TV star has been given weeks to live after being diagnosed with terminal cancer. And we remember key events in recent history more clearly than certain significant moments in our own personal lives. As studies found 82% of adults are able to recall in vivid detail the news of the 9-11 terror attacks, compared to 65% who can picture the birth of their first child. Have a check on the state of the roads. It's Hugh. Thank you very much, Steve. A12 Bow Underpass currently closed in both directions because of a police incident. Traffic is being diverted via the roundabout. That's likely to be, clay, uh, to be the case, certainly for the next couple of hours. Already it is causing delays in both directions there. The A2 New Cross Road is closed both ways between the A20 at Lewisham Way and Peeps Road. It's because of an over- overturned car, which is slap bang in the middle of New Cross Road. Uh, into the centre of town, and Whitehall is closed northbound. Uh, from Parliament Square. They're doing a whole load of roadworks on that corner on the northbound side uh, for the next seven days. Um, as a result, if you're on Parliament Square and you're trying to get up to Falga Square, you've basically got to use Embankment and Northumberland Avenue. That is the diversion. Southbound, Whitehall is open, so you can drive from Whitehall down onto Parliament Square. Uh, South Tottenham, Phillip Lane is closed down till Park Road to Clommel Road. That's because of a police incident. If you're heading on to the tubes, there's no Bakerloo line between Stonebridge Park and Harrow and Wilds. Some minor delays on the district line and the problems uh, affecting the Bakerloo line are also affecting London Overground. They have delays between London Euston and Watford Junction and that's all because of overrunning engineering works. Your next update's in 15 minutes. LBC 97.3 Travel with Confused.com. For car insurance, the choice is clear. James Whale at Drive this afternoon from four and join in London's biggest conversation, LBC 97.3. BC 97.3 Steve Allen Text 848 Morning everybody, nice to be company. It's Monday morning. It's 13 minutes to 6. Do you support Sharia law, says Ralph? Not in this country, no. I don't think you can have two, uh, two systems running side by side. I think we're either going to have one or we're going to have the other. And, uh, I mean, I know that it does operate in certain parts of this country for certain domestic issues, but I don't think you can have things like that. Otherwise, we'd have beheadings, wouldn't we? And people having their hands cut off and stuff like that, and I don't like that idea. Uh, Stephen Croydon, the Robert Vaughan interview was excellent. I'm going to buy my mum the autobiography for Mother's Day. Oh, she'll love it. Robert Vaughan, what a, what a nice man. What a nice man. Autobiography is out now. Uh, Seb in Camden says, what are you going to do about that smoking cabbie? Um, well, well, luckily I've just sort of hung on to it. I know, I know what his cab number is, but, it, but if, if they've changed the law 
and you're allowed to smoke in the front of cabs. I didn't think they were allowed to smoke in there at all, but I could be totally wrong. Otto says, I mean an expired disc. Uh, what would be the point of having an expired disc from a scrap car? What would, what would be the point of having an expired tax disc? Explain why that would be of any interest to anybody unless you collect expired tax discs. There would be no purpose in having that at all. It would be like saying, if it was a scrap car, would you take one of the back seats out? Yeah, absolutely, of course. If it was on a scrap heap and it had gone, you'd gone to a scrapyard, you take whatever you like out. You can take the, take the number plate off if you want, as far as I'm concerned. Well, I believe they already come off anyway. Uh, but, I mean, if, if you really want to collect out-of-date tax discs, that's, that's fine. Just proves you're a little bit peculiar, but there you go. You know, some people collect different things. Um, uh, Dee says, you made me laugh. Hang em, she says. <laughs> they, they could put the gallows in parking bays. She said, I was a bit maudlin and sad for various reasons. After ten minutes listening to you, I'm smiling. You see, I, th- I mean, I think that's a good idea. I think you and I, Dee, should go around the car parks. And I, the other thing I hate, and I'd quite happily have their cars uh, just taken away and destroyed, is uh, people who park in disabled bays. Or failing that, people who park there uh, and they sit in there while, while somebody goes off and does their shopping. They can't be bothered to spend 10p, you know, on a parking metre. So they sit there until the traffic warden comes there and goes, are you going to move? And then immediately we, we get all uppity, don't we? With traffic wardens, we go, oh, go away, you boring little so-and-so. You know, and then you start shouting obscenities at traffic wardens and they have to put up with it. But I, as Clive Bull has always said, if you parked illegally then uh, you deserve to get a ticket. If you're caught speeding, you deserve to get three penalty points. Simple as that. If I break the law, I'm exactly the same as you. I'm subject to the same laws. And uh, so I think if you steal from supermarkets, you should be hanged. Fantastic, isn't it? Or at least hung, drawn and quartered. I like that idea of having taking somebody outside. Or failing that, just barring them from the supermarket. Just barring them from the supermarket and saying, listen, you thieve from here. You've been doing it for a long time. Go away. Go, go, go thieve from somebody else's shop and just get rid of them. They'll soon learn very quickly. There'll be nowhere for them to go. Yasmin Khan's with Nick Ferrari this morning. They're talking about uh, women getting ahead in business. Uh, Also, can a little anger be useful for developing your career? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Heavens above. People said to me, you're very angry, aren't you? Very angry. I said, no, 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 I've just been in a bad mood for 26 years. It's got nothing at all to do with anger. And, and it's earned me a, a very good salary, let me tell you. I don't, uh, I, don't, I don't complain. I'm a bit like Liberace. I cry all the way to the bank. He said, you want to see the rings? You should. You paid for them. And it's that kind of stuff. You know, that's the sort of thing people worry about now. They're a bit worried down at ITV and Channel 5. I think this week they're going to announce, announce 600 redundancies. 600 redundancies. Now, either it means that they're vastly overstaffed or they can turn out the same programmes for less. I've noticed as well that the company, Princess Productions, who make the right stuff, uh, in, in an effort to save the right stuff programme on Channel 5, have dropped the uh, budget by 40%. 40% Princess Productions. That'll be Sebastian Scott, who said we have to save 40%. So they've cut 40%. Now, where you save 40% off, I've got no idea. They've got their own studios, uh, which I think are up in Camden. Um, so is Matthew Wright taking a, a cut in salary? And the answer is, we don't know yet. Broadcast didn't know the answer to that one either. But it's happening all the way across television. Uh, you know, studios that were turning out uh, lots of very expensive programmes are cutting back. They, they cannot afford to do it. And it's across the board. It's, it's certainly not, uh, you know, just isolated in one area. In the media, it is, it is particularly bad. And in retail, you've seen, I went out to Camden, yes, not Camden, I went to uh, Covent Garden yesterday, and there weren't as many people walking around, and they certainly weren't spending a load of money. What they were doing is they were window shopping. 
They were window shopping. I'm listening in sunny Orlando, says Gary. You think the UK economy's messed up? My friend just fled Dubai. It's a house of cards and people are fleeing so they don't get put in debtor's prison. House prices plummeting. Apparently it's against the law in Dubai to say anything bad about the economy. Thank God we've got freedom of speech in this country. That's what I like about it, freedom of speech. A friend of mine's an estate agent over in Dubai. I'd love to hear from, uh, from him exactly what the, what the state is over there. Uh, Sean says, before Christmas, a well-known brand of tea bags were offering a free gift of a soft toy. Yet in our local branch of Tesco's, nearly every box had the toy missing. I can only assume it's the unsavoury large women who wear Ugg boots, hooped earrings for stirrups and have tramp stamps who steal them. It is in a lot of cases, I'm afraid. It is. It's awful, really, to just to stereotype, but they are the people who thieve. They are the people who open the packets of crisps, give them to the kids, and they just... I think what, what they should do, when they, when they get to the checkout, if I worked on the till, I'd just add an extra three pounds... If I saw a woman sit, sitting there and she had a child in a thing and the kid was eating something, I would just automatically go, ching, 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 and just add three pounds to the till. Because nobody ever gets home. Come on, hands up. You don't do it. Nobody does it. You get home and you check and you go, right, tin of beans, tin of beans, so-and-so, da, 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 and you check all it off on your shopping list. You don't do it. People spend a few hundred quid. They never bother to check. So I think if you worked on the tills and they look suspicious and you can spot the suspicious ones, uh, just charge them an extra three quid and that covers it, doesn't it? In fact, very shortly, you could be quids in. Absolutely quits him. Uh, 84850, steve at When I first came across you on the radio, Steve, I didn't think you were for real. I thought you were offensive to anybody and everyone, but now I think you're brilliant. I even make sure I wake up at five o'clock just to give myself a laugh, because the only other way I can think of of waking up with a smile on my face is to sleep with a coat hanger in my mouth. It's an old gag. I've used it before at wedding speeches, but uh, you're most welcome to the programme. Mind you, I suppose you're starved. Around the country, people are starved of good radio. Absolutely starved of it. You know, people, people sort of sit there and they turn on the radio and somebody's going, well, here we are, it's Monday morning. And it's coming up to six o'clock. And, oh, dear, I'm a little bit tired. I was doing a disco last night. And you think, oh, God, your life is so dull and boring. And they never go through the papers. They never, ever go through the papers and come up with some of the stories that we come up with. I mean, nobody anywhere will ever delve into the paper. We've been doing it for years and years now, and we do it particularly well, because even people who don't like us still listen and write, which is fantastic, because as long as, you're con- as long as you're adding to my figures, I'm very happy. I'm a bit worried about University Challenge. I don't normally watch it, but I had a distinct feeling watching it the other day there was a cheat on there. Why was there a cheat on University Challenge? Because the bloke who was on there wasn't a student. He'd already got a job, and he was out working. Sam Kay was helping Corpus Christi College in Oxford to victory. He said, I was a student when I applied and on the day when we filmed the first two rounds. By the time the final was recording, he was working for an accountancy firm. So in theory, they said he wasn't a student. But I think, frankly, it's a load of old brouhaha about nothing. And the truth of the matter is they're trying to get an audience for University Challenge, which is so dated and naff now. Who cares about Corpus Christi? Alan you know, nobody really cares anymore. I'd be more interested if they sat there making plasticine figures. I don't want to, I'm not remotely interested in anybody sitting there coming up with the answers to questions that none of us care about. Not going to change my life, I'm afraid. Uh, another one here says uh, 84850, uk. Uh, another one here. Uh, what have you done with your hanging basket, says Patsy from M&S. You can't plant them. Well, oh, in fact, you can now because we're in March. Because we're in March. And so uh, I can actually plant them out. So I'm go- I'll let you know how they get on. They were £9.99 each. I think there's a very good chance that um, 
that they might do well this year, because I'm quite a big fan of sweet peas. Never been particularly successful before, because they've always been prone to aphid attacks, but I, I go by, uh, by everybody else's advice, and as most of you know how to do hanging baskets, I bow to your better judgement. Steve, Hoover's a brand name. Did you mean vacuum cleaner, says Leslie? No, I meant Hoover. If I'd meant vacuum cleaner, I'd have said vacuum cleaner, wouldn't I? I meant Hoover, OK? H-O-O-V-E-R. What's the matter with everybody this morning? God, blimey. Sure sign, it's Monday morning, and we've dragged them all out of the homes again. We'll do it all, won't we? Coming up to the news at uh, six o'clock. Uh, Jade Goody, Jade Goody, Jade Goody in the papers today. Plus, uh, they reckon that Fred from the Royal Bank of Scotland is not going to get that £693,000 deal, which I think is particularly good news. Uh, and if you're fat, the council are going to charge you more to bury you. And to be honest with you, I see no reason why they shouldn't. They're going to charge 75 quid to bury the obese because uh, they take up more space in the cemetery. I don't know how much more space. I mean, why don't they bury people standing up? Make it a lot easier, wouldn't it? And then you could dig down deeper and we could just have people on each other's heads. Wouldn't that make it easier? But though they have to be... In fact, I actually think that burials should be banned. I don't think we should have burials at all now. I think everybody should be cremated. I think that's... It's nicer. What would you rather see? A group of gravestones where nobody goes. Nobody goes at all. And so after a while, the council then go, oh, let's turn it into a children's park. So they dig up all the graves, they put them alongside of the wall, and it becomes a children's playground. Or would you rather see a lovely garden with roses and trees and everything else, and benches where people can sit down and, and contemplate their loved ones? That's what I'd rather see. That's what's happening to me. I have no intention of having a, a gravestone. They cost an arm and a leg. I don't want to do the business, the memorial stone business, uh, out, because my family used to own a memorial stone business many, many years ago. It was just one of the businesses that we acquired for some... Don't ask me why. Bizarre thing. But we used to have a company that made stone memorials for funerals. And I don't think people bother anymore. So I think everybody should be cremated. I think it's much nicer. Uh, more from the papers after the news, which is next. It's LBC 97.3, and it's Monday. Unwind with Horlicks and a free... Morning, everybody. Eight minutes past six. It's Monday morning. Fantastic. Nice to have your company. Also, nice to have the company of Susan Spence. Good morning. How are we? What lovely. What a cold morning. It is a bit chilly, actually, isn't it? Chilly out there. Absolutely freezing. I've got my new leather jacket, so I'm very happy. Oh, I should, is, is that a hood on it? It certainly is. Ooh. A hood. Oh, a wee hoodie. A wee hoodie. You'll That's, get arrested. It's very smart. Yeah. Very oh, smart. Um, it's my make, early birthday present. I'll make you model that a little, uh, <laughs> little later on. I need it, actually. <laughs> How did you, did you go to... Have you been to Paris? No, no, Paris. Uh, not this week, next week. Next week. Next week, off, off to Paris. Oh, I told Alan Dodger you'd gone on Friday. Oh, really? He started <laughs> Twittering Alan Dodger. Yes, I know. As the Dodgster or something. Yeah, he said to me, he, he said, he's, I'm thinking about doing this Twitter thing. And I was like... Don't. It was the day actually after you and I had spoken about it, yes. and I said, "Oh, don't even, don't even speak to me about twittering." I said, "I've heard <laughs> enough about it." And he goes, "I think I might try it." <laughs> well, luckily, I mean, he now has six people following him, so he's very excited by the whole thing. I can imagine he would be actually. He's yeah. very excited by this. It's good. Uh, Noreen says, "Morning, Susan." Good morning. Because uh, everybody now knows that she was with us today because we mentioned it last week on That's the programme. That's true, we did. We Even did. her cab driver knew this morning. Yes, we have to say good morning to, De to uh, Dennis, who, who drove me in this morning. He was very nice and he's a big fan. Morning, Dennis. Actually, we've got another one as well, apart from, from, apart from Dennis, who's probably... Is he just starting or finishing? Yeah, is just it? starting. I oh, was just his start first one, yeah. Poor soul, honestly. Uh, Gillian, who listens every morning and was at Toby's Bar Mitzvah last night in Radlett. 
Everybody had a fantastic night. Daryl's magic, he says here, was absolutely superb. Nothing like blowing your own trumpet. He's terrible, <laughs> he really is. How did he read minds and make that card rise from the picture? But uh, anyway, uh, now that Gillian has gone to steveallenshow.com, she's very excited about the news. So, good for you. Good for you. Thank you very much, Adidas. So I hope you all had a nice time. And Gillian, good morning. And Dennis, good morning. And everybody else will be just waking up, even though it's freezing cold out there. Uh, and to uh, another one here. This is uh, very quick. I'm trying to get through as many of these as possible. Because, oh, Tara says that cab drivers shouldn't smoke in their cabs whilst working, as it's illegal to smoke in your working environment. I can only conclude if your light is off and you don't have a passenger, it's not an offence. Strangely, his light was on. He mm. was touting for business. When, when was this this happened? This was uh, Sunday. You were, how did this come about? I haven't heard I the story. I was just driving in and there's a, a black cab. And the guy's smoking. Oh, I see. And I, I, I thought perhaps they, they changed the law. I wasn't sure if, uh, if it had been changed. No, I don't but, think so. No, a lot of people tell me that it hasn't, actually. And uh, another one here. I'm trying to get through every single one that is sent in. Uh, Kirsten, a very happy birthday. And uh, Graham says he's your number one fan. So that was very interesting. <laughs> Who's your number one fan? Graham. Graham is your number one fan. Oh, my number one fan. Oh, you're number one fan. You're number one oh, fan. Oh, mine. Oh, You're right. number one fan. Oh, thank you, Graham. Thank you. <laughs> so that's it's nice news, isn't <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, that's very nice for a nice start news. of the week. And uh, front page of every single newspaper this morning mm. is Jane Goody. Um, and she said, now whether or not you believe it, I don't know. She said, this is my last week. I think she's got enough fight in her to keep going for another year. Well, I That's don't know. That's what I'm thinking. I Privately, don't... I don't think that. But I'm, I'm th- she was very feisty on Sky News the other day when we had the trouble with the neighbour next door, if you remember. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and I thought that was, that was interesting. Well, yeah, I think the difference between this time is the fact that apparently she was in excruciating pain and they ended up having to rush her in and the chances are she's going to have some kind of operation in order to try and ease the pain because it is so very, very poor. But isn't it bad, and I said earlier on this morning, that here we are in the year 2009 and we do not have a painkiller that can stop that pain. The only thing that can stop that pain, it's, it's almost like having the worst toothache. For those people who've had toothache or really bad backache, you know, you can only go and have an operation root canal to relieve the pain. Yeah, I just think I, I think this whole thing is awful. I think it must just be horrendous. But like we said last week, um, you know, yes, she's Jade Goody and she's getting all the coverage, but it, she's not the only person to, to mm. have it. Um, also, I haven't seen you since. I, I thought it was such sad news to hear about Wendy Richard. Yes. Really, really sad. I know, absolutely. Um, and again, we, didn't, we, we knew that she wasn't well. We didn't know that it was going to be that quick, but she did it with such dignity. Well, that's at the exact opposite to what this is. I'm not saying that Jade's not doing it with dignity, but two poles apart, aren't they, in that she said, I don't want any fuss, I don't really... She'd say to people, oh, no, I'm fine, I'm fine. I mean, she said, she was, clearly she wasn't fine. Yeah. She knew she wasn't fine, but she said, I just don't want any fuss, so I'm not going to tell people. But that was a real shock when I heard that. Do you think that this is an intrusion now? We, we, were, we were looking at these earlier on in the office, and the picture of, of Jade on the front of the sun with an oxygen mask, I think that's an intrusion into her private life. I think that... I don't think we should be witnessing that. Well, I think that's not a nice picture to look at. Isn't that because it's all being filmed by living television anyway, therefore there are cameras oh, and right. um, actual paparazzi all around? Cause wasn't that I'll explain part... why they had a picture of her arriving at the hospital and a picture of her leaving for the hospital, because they've got the cameras there all the time. Yeah, and also oh. that's what the, the neighbour's gripe was, that he couldn't use their communal gate because of all the photographers and... and filming and everything. God, they laid into on. him over the weekend in the papers. This grouchy old man, neighbours were saying, oh, he's horrible. And I'm thinking, he's on a shared driveway. 
You know, it's it kind of gets it. It's like you know, imagine you you come back and somebody's parked in front of your drive every day, and you go, "Listen, I need to get my car into my drive." What are you moaning about? Mm. I've just been to do some shopping. Well, don't do some shopping. And also, I, I think I read that she had said. I mean, I, I mean, she was quoted as saying, "Well, you look, you know what? I'll, I'll be dead in a month's time, so just leave me alone." And thought, well. I no, mean, I you suppose leave it's him all, alone. It's all relative, isn't it? I mean, I mean, that's sending the guy on a complete and utter guilt trip, isn't it, really, to see something like that? And but... he got one. The other day, he wasn't answering the door, and his, his wife was saying, listen, we've got nothing to say. All of a sudden, they're actually portrayed as being the baddies. Well, all he wants to do is get in and out of his own house without having to walk through this, this, uh, this sort of gamut of paparazzi everywhere. And in some ways, you have to admire him, because you'd think if you lived next door to Jade Goody, you might even sell your story. He hasn't done that. He's kept so quiet. I never thought about that, actually. I, I never yeah, thought about that. He's kept quiet. He's not... What a nice man. Mm. We like him a lot. <laughs> Quarter past six. LBC 97. Steve Allen. Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. 620. Uh, Grace and Miley. Look, little, little picture sent on an iPhone. Who, who are they? Dan and Danny's children. Oh. Only born a few weeks ago now. Practically Me. listening to this programme. New converts. Oh, start them young. For the Steve. Absolutely. Start them young. Dan, nice to have you this morning. Hope you're well. Uh, another one here. Uh, Harry says, thank God for DAB. We can listen in Manchester. Mm. We can listen around the world, actually. Uh, and Ben in Clapham says, I'm Susan's number one fan. <laughs> OK, let's not fight over it. OK, oh, let's not fight over yes, it. Yes, let's, let's fight. Let, yeah, all right, <laughs> let, let's fight over it. Paul and Reiner, he's been twittering. He says, I've chatted to Alan Dodgen. Oh. I mean, it's just, it's now getting out of hand, this twittering. It really is. And he says, I've also made new Tweens, which is his name for friends on Twitter, Tweens. So, hello to Alan D, Catherine, Mark, and, of course, Dawn in Ricelip. Uh, he said, the main reason we're becoming Tweens is due to you and your show. He says, when is the Savmeister and the Warrington Meister going to be appearing? <laughs> I don't think you'll ever get Paul on it yeah, in a million years. Say, no, I don't think I so. I don't think John Warrington. He says, we're off to Grand Canaria in June for the third time, hopefully better than last year. Well, you know me and Grand Canaria and the dreadful weather over there. <laughs> I didn't, didn't bother with it, I'm afraid, the next time round. Horrible. But I, I hope you have a nice time, actually. I'm sure you will. It'll be absolutely fantastic. <laughs> uh, what else was in the uh, papers today? Well, apart from apart from Jade, uh, it's it's miracles. This little nine-year-old boy in East of Java who does miracles. Oh, really? Well, so they say. They said he actually made a, a mute boy talk, and he can cure diseases. So five thousand people a day trek to see him in his village. And what? And he's nine years old. He's nine. Yes. Oh my heavens! I know. It just goes to prove you can fool some people. Some of the time, and in East Java, all of the all time. All of the time, yeah. Because people like to believe in that. Years ago, people believed in witches mm. and witchcraft and, and stuff like that. And also, where do you think, because you, you know about sport, cricket. British. No. Oh, yes. Belgium. <laughs> Belgium, apparently. <laughs> Belgium. Who they says now this? say the game was brought here. Australian researchers have uncovered proof that the game was brought here from Belgium. Oh, goodness. Which is a bit worrying, isn't it? It's also backed, ironically, by a German sports academic. <laughs> they have discovered a poem from 1533 uh, in which John Skelton mentions immigrants from Flanders playing cricket. And that's the first mention of it? Yes. They say it was the Flemish weavers coming over here in the 14th century who were playing cricket. Well, that could well be true, couldn't yeah. it? Yeah. So it, it, it's not as British as we thought it was. It's funny how it, it's not it's not a game that's ever played, or I say ever, it's rarely played in, in Scotland. Well, cricket? Yeah. It's, oh, it's not yours. No, of thing at all, no, they it? don't. And, and got, they have got a cricket team. Scotland has a cricket team, but it's rubbish. Yeah. Um, somebody's going uh, to text somebody's in and say that, all, that even Scotland's football team is rubbish and everything else I'm sure we're going to get. But no, their <laughs> cricket team really is rubbish. Yeah. It's funny that, that we maybe, I don't know why that is. 
Because it's, you know... I just don't see, for some reason, I don't know why, I don't see the Scots playing cricket. I don't see them standing there going, I just, I just don't see it happening. I don't know why. Because we're, we're too hard. I, I think it's still typically village green England. Village green type thing. That's yeah, that I might be it. it. I mean, if, if you drive in the summer past Kew Green of a Sunday, they're mm. always playing cricket. Oh, yeah, they do, yeah. And I quite like that idea, mm. but I just don't see them doing it No, I don't see them. We don't really Tipping tend to. down, everybody sitting there with a whiskey. You're not going to play, <laughs> are you? Why would you bother? <laughs> That's a real stereotypical <laughs> idea, isn't it? Absolutely. All Australians have got corks on their hats. <laughs> <laughs> and all Italians <laughs> eat pasta and sell That's ice right, cream. Yeah. And it's, say Mamma Mia all the time. That's right, yes. Although it is quite a good film. I do oh, like I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Haven't seen it yet at Very, all. You'd like it, actually. It's, it's one I'm of sure I would, it's, yeah. it's a feel-good kind of movie. Not as feel-good as Slumdog Millionaire. And apparently the end bit is really great, where the whole cast come on and dance Bollywood. Now, you see, I don't think Slumdog Millionaire was feel-good. Oh, really? No, not at all. Oh, didn't you? I mean, I can understand what you mean there right at, right at the end. Yeah, but, that's but the like, rest of it you didn't think that's was feel-good. That's like good. two minutes of, you know, a two-hour... Um, film. I thought Slumdog Millionaire was was good, yeah. but I didn't. I don't see the hype. Really? No, I don't see the hype. Oh right. Well, actually, talking of the hype, uh, the other day out at a uh, out at a, a theme park for the weekend is Victoria Beckham. She takes the kids out. Uh, most mums will be wearing tracksuit bottoms and flat shoes. Look <laughs> at the ludicrous shoes that Mrs. Beckham is wearing. Yeah, she's... I mean, she couldn't apparently keep up with her children who were running along. So, in fact, she hobbled along in her five-inch high heels, looking ludicrous. This is going to do her feet immeasurable damage. And, and she just looks... She doesn't look like a mother. But the thing is, all. Victoria's just worn sad. trainers before. Why doesn't she, just when she's going around the park and things like that... she's a style icon. But she can still wear some decent trainers. No, she can't. Because then she looks small and midgety. And she wants to be seen as tall and elegant. So she's wearing these shoes which she has to balance precariously on. But, of course, she can't walk in them. Yeah, well, that's worse than a pair of trainers. And it is terrible. Mind you, talking of uh, trainers, here's uh, Sarah Ferguson, who says that, I mean, laugh, this woman's so so deluded now. She's wearing... She's put on weight, Put on a bit of weight. This is an old picture, I think. But she says, I couldn't match up to Diana, so I overate. Let me tell you now, Sarah, you were never in the same league as Princess Diana. Not in a million, no. thousand, trillion years. You were way down the end of the scale. And in fact, even Diana said to her, she said, it's very difficult for me, she said, because I'm at the top of the ladder. She said, you're at the bottom of the ladder looking up. <laughs> kind of summed it up, actually, for Paul Sarah Ferguson. But of course, she can say anything now that uh, Diana well, isn't can't here. Well, back. And, and there was a very funny story, which I was going to mention to you, about... Um, about a lady who I uh, inadvertently had dinner with the other day. Uh, I say inadvertently. <laughs> How can you inadvertently have dinner with someone? Well, because I wasn't having dinner with them to start with. I wasn't having lunch, and all of a sudden they actually came and joined me at the at the table. And uh, it's a lady who she she bears an uncanny resemblance 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 to Her Majesty the Queen, and she's called Elizabeth Richard. And she's a queen impersonator. Oh. But she looks like the queen does now. There's a, there's a few other people out there, but Elizabeth looks like the queen now. And she came and sat down, and she's a big fan of the programme, and she listens all the time. And she was proudly telling me she's 70, <coughs> and she hasn't had <coughs> for ages. And she was looking for a man. Oh, God. It was at this moment I started drinking a bit more heavily than usual. <laughs> 
So, very interesting. Very interesting. Where she were tells, you? Uh, I was in Joe Allen's. Oh, right. And she goes in there because she was going off to a restaurant called Sorestro because the owner died. And so all the people who'd been there, and there were Chelsea pensioners there and all sorts of people, had a big party on Saturday afternoon. So I walked around there. Oh, that was good of you. Yeah. Well, you can't let a lady like no, that walk around the not. streets. Absolutely no. disgraceful. But I do spare a thought today for a family here who have got a lovely garden fence. Unfortunately, it was smashed into in 2001, 2002, 2003. Five cars have smashed through their garden fence, and each time they've had enough of it. It's not even as if it's on a, a, it's in not, a road that looks no. as if it's, you know, prone to accidents. Exactly. They've had enough. They don't want it anymore. So if you can have an accident, can you go have it somewhere else, they said, <laughs> please? Because they really don't want people coming in and out of their house. It's not very nice. Listen, what we'll do, uh, after the news, we'll have Alex Jensen's with us this week mm. to do these sports. So we'll see how we uh, we did last week. And then Susan will quickly whiz through the soaps. Yeah, yeah there's a lot know. going on. Good, good week for soaps this week. Really? Mm, yeah. Oh. Nice yeah. pieces in the paper today. Todd Carty is talking about Wendy Richard, yeah. so that's very good indeed. So we, we like that. And Natalie Cassidy sent me an email, text message the other day. Cause I, Did she? Yeah, well, people are constantly doing that, you know. So it's either that or Stephen Fry twittering. It just goes on and on and on. <laughs> and, uh, and in the public sector, there is such a thing as a free lunch. So we'll tell you about that after the news, which is coming up very shortly here on LBC 97.3. LBC 97.3. 27 minutes to 7 with the sports news all this week. It's Alex Jensen. Thank you. Tottenham manager Harry Redknapp has tipped Man United to win five trophies this season, saying they've got a big chance of winning the lot. That after United's win over Spurs in the Carling Cup final on penalties, the score after extra time was nil-nil. Tottenham then lost 4-1 in the shootout. Captain Ledley King is still proud of his team. We put up a good account of ourselves. You know, penalties is never a nice way to lose, but finals you know the situation one team's got to win one team's got to lose West Ham are up to seventh in the Premier League after a 1-0 win over Man City at Upton Park thanks to a Jack Collison goal manager Gianfranco Zola says his side now have real hopes of UEFA Cup qualification there are a lot of combinations if uh, the combinations happen uh, we, we might be in Europe and it'll be a great achievement for us the, 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 the way is still long it's still a long way you know and uh, it's going to be harder because we have a lot of injuries but uh, but we're going to try until the end a blow to Aston Villa's Champions League qualification hopes. They were held to a two-all draw at home to Stoke in the Premier League elsewhere. Bolton 1, Newcastle 0, Hull 1, Blackburn 2. England's fourth test against the West Indies looks set to finish as a draw at best for the tourists in Barbados. They'll begin the final day on six for no wicket, 143 runs behind the West Indies. Uh, who batted on for almost all of the day yesterday before declaring on 749 for nine. Ramnaresh Sawan made 291. And the racing later is at Lingfield, Stratford and Wolverhampton. LBC Sport with Dawkins Bailiffs, helping commercial landlords get what they're owed. There will be trouble, of course, if uh, Mr Jensen says, Alex, uh, lets us down because Mr Blacker has left a very good profit, £10.90. And Key Regard, his last horse before he went on Friday, uh, won at five to six. Profit £1.67, so he's now profitable to the tune of £10.09. That's a bit of a turnaround, isn't it? He's, he's getting fantastic, so if you let him down... You'll quite be, a run. You'll be paying in more than one way. 
Uh, whereas Alex had sole agent, second out of eighth. His total loss is now £10.21, although he did have the biggest win with something like £21 coming in or 30 whatever it was. It was a huge amount of money coming in. Wow. So today's selection is the four o'clock at Stratford Transvestite. <laughs> win. Reminds me of a joke I can't tell you all this morning. Well, <laughs> um, based on names... I yeah. think the, and I'm not going for this horse, but I think uh, we should keep an eye out for it anyway. Uh, the 310 at Lingfield, Christmas came twice. Oh, that's a nice idea. Yeah. I like that. I, yes, I could happily live with Christmas. Actually, strange enough, I was looking at a Christmas film the day before yesterday. Really? Yeah. You actually watched it? Yes, I, I do tend to watch Christmas films in, in February, March. I could probably manage It's a Wonderful Life or something. Cause, really? Yeah. I think I that's okay. about I'd, sort I'd of Miracle on 34th Street or something. Oh, you couldn't do that That's one. maybe a bit too Christmassy. Oh, no, I like Christmas. I love it, but, I was know, reading an old copy of Country Life. And that was, oh, I can do it in June as well. <laughs> when I went to San Francisco, they've got a radio station called 97.3 over there, and they were doing an outside broadcast from one of the piers, and next to it was a Christmas shop, an all-year-round Christmas shop. I was as happy as Larry. I'm sure you were. I was. I'm, I'm sure I, I you could were. Have, I could have ferreted around among the Well, maybe the we should celebrate balls. Christmas this week, then, shall oh, we? Oh, good, let's. You know, celebrate my early starts. Uh, so, uh, 4.40 at Lingfield is the one I'm going to go for. Uh, Irish Ballad. Irish Ballad. I know a few Irish ballads. <laughs> uh, so we, we've actually got the 4 o'clock at Stratford, transvestite, win only. And uh, what we'll do, we'll actually put those up. There you go. I'll yes, I'm making note of this. Put okay. it up on the website. Thank you very much. And we'll we only you. play for fun, and we'll see you in the morning. Yeah, I'll see you then. It'll probably take you about four, four days to get into this early morning. The yes, it will. It will. So do your best. At least I'll be able to get up early of the weekend. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> to do what? We've got no idea, but good luck with that. Thank you very much indeed. Mr Jensen will return with Nick Ferrari after the news at seven this morning. Actually, somebody said, don't put your hanging baskets out just yet. We're in for a cold snap. Oh, are we? I think we've got it this morning. I think it's cold out there. Do you think it it's cold? It is very cold. It was cold yesterday as well, but you've got a short-sleeved shirt on. I always wear short-sleeved shirts. In the studio, though, it's very temperamental. One minute it's too hot, Well, actually, we walked in cold. here yesterday, and it was boiling hot, so they fiddled around with it, and it became, like, so cold. I'd put gloves on. It was so cold. I've never been that cold in here. I mean, things froze. Extremities froze. <laughs> and we sat in it. We fiddled about with it. It got even worse, and we sat in the, It's like an Arctic wind blowing from the air conditioning. <laughs> but fun at the same time. You can't complain. You can't complain. Anyway, on the subject of uh, soaps, it's been a busy weekend. A busy weekend? Busy weekend in the soaps. Well, we don't have any at the weekend. No, but well, I, I always catch up <laughs> with sort of things over the weekend. I, I read I'm the really newspapers. You. I know what you like. Actually, somebody says here, I notice Petri keeps you in check when she joins you on the show. She's never joined me on the show, as far as I know, actually. But she is here this evening. <laughs> Petri Hoskins starts her new show on LBC Monday to Friday. It is Monday to Friday, isn't it? And she'll be here this evening. But she's never joined me on this show, but it's a sweet thought. <laughs> Susan. <laughs> well, tonight, Coronation Street uh, is a must-to-watch tonight because it's the court case. Uh, David is uh, mm. in court, as is Gary Windass, who, of course, um, David lied about and said that he threw the first punch. And the person who can sort it all out is Tina, his girlfriend. She's done a runner. Will she turn up in court tonight? Yes, she will. Oh. What will she say? She'll tell the truth. Therefore, she'll lump David in it and Gary Windass will get off. You don't need to watch it now. Mm. Um, so it's going to be quite good, actually, because this is kind of the beginning of the end for David and Tina. Uh, which I'm quite looking forward to because of the fact that I think Tina should get a new boyfriend on the street. And also I think David will be so consumed by jealousy that he'll go off on one of these bad boy things that he does and start, you know... Well, playing up again. Yeah, yeah, which we quite like. We, we quite like all of that. Mm. Um, and also, <laughs> Norris gets injured tonight, which I find quite amusing because a, um, a, a little... Um, 
a win- you're talking about um, hanging baskets. A window box falls in his, on him and he gets injured by it. Um, a ridiculous storyline. I know. It's a bit silly, really. We shouldn't really. And Peter Barlow was back. He's been in rehab. Um, actually, he's been in real life. He's actually been doing panto, which has come to an end. Um, but, um, but he's they, been. They in call rehab. it rehab now. Actually, that's probably what you could call pantomime, isn't it? Yeah. I've been doing rehab for six weeks. So he he's like he's in rehab. Um, Emmerdale, uh, there's a ridiculous storyline tonight, which really makes me mad when they come up with these silly ones. Um, Marlon and Eli break into the prison. They dress up one one is a vicar, the other one is something else. And they go in to try and release Debbie, who's in the prison hospital with Danielle. And they try to get, they try, they break in and they, and they do, they try to get her away. But she says, no, I'm not going because if I go, all the family will be arrested and there'll be nobody to look after Sarah and it will just be a mess. So I'm not going with you. Uh, Who comes is, up with these far-fetched storylines? They break into a prison. I mean, we're not doing a carry-on film here, are we? Well, Although I think, I've said to you before, Marlon should have been dropped ages ago. Absolutely. Do you know, it's funny, actually, because you used to say a carry-on film. I just um, did the podcast for tonight's um, soaps, which you can get on susanspence.co.uk. It's not on yours yet, but we'll sort that out with Darren on Sunday. Um, and I did say that, that it's like Emmerdale does carry-on jailbreak. Because it's just completely mad. Is it because they bring in new writers and they think, I don't know, let's give it a twist. Somebody's a bit wild and wacky. I don't know. I really don't know why they did this, but it's it's very annoying. Um, tomorrow night, though, is absolutely worth watching in Emmerdale because it is the court case for Debbie. And Jenna Louise Coleman, who plays Jasmine, will appear. And the whole thing will be wrapped up by the end of the week with this court case with Shane's murder. So absolutely don't miss it tomorrow night if you're an Emmerdale fan because... Uh, at last it will be sorted out, which I'm looking forward to because it has run on for a long time. I do like That's Emmerdale, though. Oh, yeah. I do yeah. like it. I think it's, it's quite good. Just bring back some of the some of the other characters. Yeah. Yeah, I do think... I'm, I'm, I'm like you. I'm not keen on all the dingles. Get rid of Chaz, get rid of Marlon. Well, then, listen, have you ever seen away. a family like that with all perfect teeth? <laughs> Wouldn't happen in real life. That's the first thing you notice. Whenever they bring in a character and they all play kind of rough, they've always got perfect teeth. Yeah. And you think, no, 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 no. Yeah. I was always campaigning, you know, for, for Joe Swash's mum to come back in, oh, yeah. in EastEnders because she just fitted the bill. She looks absolutely right. And I see her all the time in Twickenham. And she's either dragging a child around Mark's suspense or something else. She should go back in it. I thought it was a shame, actually, that, that she got booted out. Well, but I tell you, the, the Catherine Kelly, who plays Becky in, um, in Coronation Street, uh, there's a, an interesting story. Her sister who's about 19 or something like that, auditioned for a part in, in Coronation Street recently. And in the end, they, they thought she was wonderful, that she was a great actress, but they decided not to give her that part because they think that there is a chance that they could bring in Becky's sister and who will play her is her own sister because they're so, they look so alike. Oh. That they, so it would be the first time that two sisters have played two sisters in Coronation Street. It'd be quite, quite nice. I quite like that. Yeah. OK, more on the uh, soaps in a minute. Are the, uh, the terrible family in Coronation Street going to be in for a long time? Yes, that's the Windass. That's, that's the one who's up right. in court. They have to... But, but what they, m- they have, have to run its course, this one. Well, they have to find some other kind of storyline. They can't find keep finding storylines that annoys and winds up the plats. You just can't... I mean, Gail can't surely put up with that all the time. It's just... I'm amazed that Gail is still there, trooping on, bless her heart. I mean, she's, she's a real trooper, her. isn't she? I love her to pieces. Yeah, I love her. I'm just... I'm quite glad she's still there, because I think the one thing you need in soaps, it's like Ian Beale in EastEnders, you need some stability. And somebody... I wish Todd Carty was still in it. Yeah. Not really possible, though, is it? Yeah. Ian Beale, did you watch EastEnders over the weekend? No. Oh, he had his 40th birthday party. I saw him got... talking about Wendy Richard on the, on the programme. Yeah. And he got this little, um, little cheeky devil tattooed on his 
on his bum and ended up having to drop his trousers in the Queen Vic and all of that oh, kind of thing. dear, really? Yeah, Ian Beale? Quite, it was actually quite amusing. Oh, yeah. heavens above, I've gone quite weak. All right, listen, we'll take a, a short break for the news headlines. Uh, actually, strange enough, uh, because the, the name Max Clifford is everywhere at the moment in the newspapers, he's also fronting up uh, the prostate cancer charity at the moment, because Max, of course, was diagnosed with prostate mm. cancer. And it's the only cancer that... Uh, I mean, I think that the figures are phenomenal. Do you know one man dies every hour in the UK, every hour of prostate cancer? 35,000 men are diagnosed with prostate cancer. And I bet none of you know how to do it. Nick Ferrari did, because he did it on his programme, which, of course, um, you know, told everybody else how to do it as well. So if you've never been tested for prostate cancer... Do it, because we're coming up to uh, Awareness Month, and Max Clifford will no doubt be talking about it on LBC 97.3. This is LBC. Steve Allen. Morning, everybody. Nine minutes to seven. Lovely Susan Spence is with us in the studio. Uh, And Chris, thank you for the email. Point taken. Absolutely. Uh, That's what I thought as well. So thank you very much indeed. Uh, surprisingly, in town, arrives uh, in Britain for the first time in nearly a decade tomorrow, the singing legend that is... Tina Turner. I know, and I'm going to see her on Wednesday. She's 70. I know, I can't wait. 70. Looks fantastic. Who actually persuaded her to go back on the road? Go on. I don't know. Sophie Loren. Was it? Sophie Loren, apparently close friends, and said, listen, get back on the road. I saw her 20 years ago in the States, and she was great. And when I heard she was... We, we bought our tickets last year. Um, an absolute arm and a leg, and I do hope it's going to be worth it. I'll be very disappointed if it's not, but I just figured this will be the last time I'd get to see her on tour. Really? And I've never been to the O2 either. No, I've never been. No, so, very so I'm quite looking forward to that. Very and also, jealous. somebody told me the best way to get there is to use the little water ferry. Yes, yes. Well, I, I recommend using the water ferry for anything. Well, I haven't used it yet, so I'm quite looking forward, yeah. as long as it's not blowing a gale on Wednesday Even evening. Even so, it doesn't make any difference. It's not going to make any difference at all. So it's not, you're not strapped to the deck, you're but inside. I, I, I get seasick. You won't get seasick on this. You're going down the Thames. It's the Thames. I know, but if it's if it's no, wavy. No, you'll no be heaving over oh. the sides. You'll no be doing that. <laughs> That'll be all I need, son. <laughs> no, you'll love it. It's nice. They're not look. They're not little coracles. Oh, not I going know, down the Thames. On a cor- it's a big boat. It's like be like a, a catamaran. Yeah, but when I went to use the catamaran to go to Robben Island, where I was in Cape Town, I, I I heaved over the side. Yeah, but that was like you were on the sea, weren't you? Well, yeah. This is the Thames. It's <laughs> a little river running through the middle of London. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh dear! Honestly, yeah, I'm a bit of a wuss when it comes to water. No, you'll love it. It's it's fantastic. It's the it's the best way to travel in London. It's a nice. You get to see everything nicely. And if if, if it's still going, uh, when you come out on the way back, it's even better. Failing that, get the train. Mm. Everybody gets the train back. It's going to be busy the way. I would think she's probably doing good business. Tina Turner, absolutely. Uh, can you ask her if she knows when the next Sue Grafton book is out? Oh, that's right. It's funny that because we used to talk about that in the overnight show. Um, Tears for Trespass has just come out on paperback. So the next one will be what comes after T-S-T-U-U. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure, but go to Sue Grafton's website. Just Google Sue Grafton. I don't even know who you're talking about. Who is Sue she? Grafton is an author um, right. who has a detective called Kinsey Mulhone. And she decided <laughs> that she would write 26 books, one for every letter of the alphabet. So it started with A is for alibi. And she's up to T is for trespass. So the next one is U. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I haven't gotten as far as T yet, but if you go to her website, it might even just be SueGrafton.com, right. I'm not sure. And and also, it's a good website because you get to see her study where she writes her books. It's quite interesting. Oh, right. Mm. Well, that's good, isn't it? Yeah. So go and check that out. Uh, and, in fact, Jean says, I'm now going to go to YouTube to watch your visit to the zoo. That's nice. If you go to YouTube, just type in Steve Allen, LBC, 
London Zoo. When did you go to the zoo? Went, to, went on uh, Saturday. Did you? Nearly 20,000, more than 20,000 people have uh, checked out the LBC studio. I haven't seen, been to the zoo for... Really? Do you not remember that oh, lovely song? Mum's taking us to the zoo tomorrow, zoo mm, tomorrow. Yes, I do remember that, yes. We can stay all day. We're going to the zoo. <laughs> so it went on. It's a great song. I can't we, remember who did it, though. We used to get, when we, on school <laughs> trips, we used to get taken to Edinburgh Zoo. That was one oh, of our Oh, lovely. What trips. was that like? Yeah, that, that was one? really nice, yeah. It was either that or the Commonwealth pool we get taken to. All right. Yeah. Uh, Erica in Loughton says, uh, I have a lovely bank holiday afternoon planned for May. <laughs> he says, can you also tell me what's happening to Nick Abbott? Uh, well, he's moved to Saturday evening now. So Jim Davis is on Friday and Nick is on Saturday, which is where he used to be before. So uh, he's, he's, gone, he's gone back to that. I mentioned earlier on um, Todd Carty in the Mirror today, his 20-year friendship with Wendy Richard. Mm-hmm. That's very nice indeed. Uh, Jade Goody has said on the front of, I think it's the Daily Star, whether or not you believe it, I don't know, she wants a state funeral like Diana. Yes, yeah, she's planning Diana's so that people can show their respects. I'm not really mm. sure whether or not that's going to happen because Diana's was through the streets of London. I don't think they're going to be doing Jade Goody through the streets of London. Well, I don't think so. I think it'd be highly unlikely. I don't think it would be likely. No, I think it would be private, imagine. don't you? Yeah, I would have thought so. Private just her and her husband. Although she has been getting a little bit annoyed with him because even though his curfew finished at seven in the morning, he's not exactly making it round or rushing round there. You'd think you'd want to go round to see your wife as often as possible. You, like yeah. every single day. Yeah, well, you, he does. I think he does go every day, but he his curfew ends starts at seven p.m. and ends at seven a.m. So mm. you'd think that minute seven o'clock came, he'd be out the door and round to see her. But that yeah. doesn't apparently appear to be the case. No. Well, of course, today it won't be because he's getting ready for his court appearance. Yes. Uh, latest thing in America, and I I was hoping to God that it wasn't happening in this country. People taking their cats in to be tattooed. Oh no! In Russia, taking their cats in to be tattooed, and there is a picture if proof were needed of a couple who've taken their cat with no hair in to be tattooed. Oh, that cat looks vile. Isn't it? Absolutely. It's one of those um, strange cats. Oh. It's, a, it's a, a sphinx cat. It's the hairless breed. I think animals should have fur. I'm sorry about that. Yeah. I just think they look better with, with fur. And this one's got no fur at all, so it's like you're just dealing with, with rolls of f- flesh. I mean, but they've had a tooted calm. They've had a sphinx tattooed on the front of it. You could eat a, co- a little pig... You know, a pig's not really got much hair on it, but at least yeah. it looks quite nice. But, yeah, you're right, animals kind of should have hair. I think so as well. I know it, it, it becomes one of those collectible animals. People say, I've got to have it. But, frankly, it's like people who used to collect pot-bellied pigs. It makes me feel sick. Yes. Well, apparently, somebody said, if, if you don't want to be sick on the, on the boat, look out of the windows rather than reading a paper or such like. You're meant to look at the horizon yes. or something, so look yeah. at the horizon and go out there and go, it looks lovely. Because I watched mm. something on the television, I was watching the ice dancing. Uh, which I flip onto and flip out of very quickly, like watching a Chris Tarrant quiz show. And because um, the latest one is an absolute part of rubbish, it's I'm afraid. It's been slated, oh, isn't it? It's the most, it's the most terrible thing I've yeah. ever seen. I'm not remotely interested. And, and I was watching the ice dance, and I got quite giddy with the girl on the chair going round. And, I'm, and oh. all of a sudden, I moved away, and I, th- I thought, I'm going to be ill. Oh no! Terrible. And incidentally, can we please vote Colleen Nolan out? It's now got beyond a joke. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing for the poor soul. And as for a sexy dance last night, it was like watching somebody trying to dance with a heffalump. It was awful. A heffalump. A heffalump. <laughs> I haven't had heffalumps before. No. And the zoo song was Julie Felix. Oh, was it? So thank you. That was Mama's taking us to the zoo tomorrow. That's right. Listen, thank you to uh, Susan Spence. You're welcome. Pleasure as always. Have yourself a nice day. You can now go home to bed, can't yes, you? Yes, I am going home to bed. Even though it's yeah, light. Yeah, no, I will have no trouble to sleep today. You, so, oh, to not- sleep. 
Oh, uh, yes. To, yeah, I've been up all night. Of course. So you, yeah. You will sleep well. All right, well, we'll see you back very shortly. I'll see you on Sunday. Oh, yes. Mm. Susan's back in on Sunday to do the uh, papers. I'm back with you tomorrow morning between 5 and 7. Go to lbc.co.uk forward slash Twitter to learn about Twittering. Join the hundreds and hundreds, <laughs> stop it, hundreds of other people doing it. And also learn how to podcast because that will change your life. See you tomorrow morning. Have yourself a nice Monday. Nick's with you after the news, which is next on 97.3. Let's see what's been going on in the last minute.